going to be doing worship just a little differently today since you guys are here a little early. We're going to be starting off with song, so if you know the song, please feel free to join us.
we gather in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, you know our deepest secrets and longings and the hurts we have given and received. Cleanse us by your Holy Spirit that we may rightly praise your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. To say we are not broken is to tell a lie that will only hurt us in the end. When we confess, God promises to forgive us and grants us a share in the risen life of Jesus Christ. <coughs> Gracious God, we confess that we have not valued others as ourselves, that we have not been worthy caretakers of your creation, that we have done things against your will and neglected things you want us to do. Grant us life through your forgiveness giving us healing and a desire to follow you. Amen. Jesus Christ is the tree of life for all people, feeding us with his forgiveness and life forever. You are forgiven and made whole again. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
In Christ's name we pray, amen. I invite the children to come forward at this time. Yeah, and do we, if we have our VBS kids, oh, I see some t-shirts out there, that's awesome. What are we singing, Justin? <laughs> All right, let's see what we got. We got lots of songs in our repertoire. Hey guys, come on right up here. In fact, I tell you what, let's come up here so everybody can see your smiling faces. Go ahead and stand up, because we're gonna sing today. It's gonna be a little bit different children's sermon. And if you weren't at VBS, it's okay. You can sing along. We'll be good. All right. Should we do that one? You guys remember how to do it? All right. I'll help with actions. Thanks to Skylar here, too. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We had a great week of Vacation Bible School. Uh, I know some of you weren't there, but we did have a great week. Some of you were doing camps and other kinds of other things. Summer gets busy, doesn't it? But we had a great week. We said we got grit, right? And do you remember what grit means? God-given, really incredible tools. God-given, really incredible tools, thanks to our Pastor Paula, who from the sabbatical, not grave, but anyway, from the sabbatical learning experience, um, came up with our theme this year and wrote a bunch of this stuff. So we learned about, what'd you learn about this week? Who'd you learn about? What? Who'd you learn about this week? What were the stories about? Do you remember? Uh, Esther and, I... and, do you remember the other one? Gideon. Gideon. We learned about Gideon and Esther who had courage and who trusted God and uh, who, who really lived out their faith, didn't they? Right. And made that connection to Jesus as well. All right. Anything else? Any other highlights anybody had of Bible school this week? that you want to share? Yep. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. And we had, you were, you were assisting this year, huh? What was it like to be a teacher's assistant? Tiring. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But a good kind of tired, right? A spiritually filled kind of tired. Yes, keep nodding your head. Yes, right. All right. Awesome. That's good. You were a first year helper, I think, this year, right? Yeah, so that was awesome to have lots of people involved. We had about 65, 70 kids that were here that we're really blessed and it was a way for us to connect them to Christ here in this place. I say this every year, but, but we get reactions from parents and they said, you know, we really like your Bible school because you actually talk about Jesus. So, um, and did you hear about Jesus this week? Mm -hmm. Yep, as well as some of the heroes of the Bible as well. So thanks for coming and let's, let's pray as we, uh, well, we learned this, right? Let's pray, all right. 
Good and loving God, we thank you for this beautiful week, a week to celebrate faith and courage and all the ways you give us grit uh, to face uh, the challenges around us. And uh, we thank you for all those who helped and we thank you for all these young people and we pray that, th that your spirit would go with them, um, not just into this past week, but would, would go into them into their bright futures. And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks for coming up, you guys. And we do have Kids Word at the back. If you want to go to Kids Word, that's a time for our kids to hear the lesson in their own way. But we are going to have some of our kids sharing, so you're welcome to stay here as well. Reading from Isaiah, on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wine streamed clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. 
For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. So I had a lot of free time um, on the trip, not due to scheduling, but rather due to the fact that I got a bit ill and had a headache for a few days in the trip. So I decided to read the Bible, um, specifically Job and, or, sorry, Job and Matthew. And out of those two chapters, this quote that was just said in the Bible stuck out to me the most because it really held true for our trip. Just the entirety of the Blackfeet tribe, especially the elder that we met, Tom. I'm sure many of you heard about him either in the past sermon or in the uh, breakfast over there. He was really an amazing person. For those of you that don't know, he was the elder that we first met on our trip, um, going to the Blackfeet Nation. He had a way of speaking that you just sit down and listen to him, and all of a sudden, wait, it's been two hours? <laughs> so it was really weird. <laughs> but um, he gave us a lot of insightful wisdom and I couldn't be more glad that I got to meet him. But he definitely went through a lot, losing a brother, a nephew, and in-law. Granddaughter, I, I couldn't, yeah. That's the one I can't remember. It's all in the past year, and he's been struggling with it, setting up the Sundance Lodge, but he managed to do it. And he's managed to get a lot of true friends with him, and is just glad to be doing this. And I look at him and think, he's gone through all of this, and yet I struggle to even come up with stuff for homework. <laughs> it's. It's really amazing how they're on their own time over there. There's sort of Indian time there, and yet there's a lot of stuff that gets done. Um, it, was, it was not only the people, though, that felt spiritually rich and yet weren't the richest places on the planet. Um, Glacier National Park, we did a hike there, I did not think it'd be that long. <laughs> yeah, probably should have brought more than one water bottle with me. Uh, we got to the top of a 10-kilometer hike, about seven miles, and the view there was just amazing. You could look out, see the glacier on one side, and then turn around and see a bunch of lakes in the places that you just hiked, you actually had to cross through a waterfall and get wet. Um, it was just an amazing hike, and the place was beautiful. And I just looked out at this 
view and thought, this isn't something that feels just like, oh, this is a great view. It felt like there was God in that place. That the actual place itself was full of life, even though it just looked a bit normal. And getting to see these um, beautiful views and meeting Tom and everyone else in the Blackfeet tribe was just really amazing. Good morning. My name is Abigail or Abby, and I thought that Elton John was dead for almost two days during this trip. Short story shorter, I saw a few magazines at the grocery store in Browning that said something about remembering a legacy and only connected the dots when we were in Glacier without cell reception. So, as I have a tendency to say things at the exact wrong time, I managed to convince some of the group that Elton John might be dead in the same exact place we couldn't check. Pushing that aside, this trip was amazing. This feeling of peace settled over me. An odd kind that makes you want to sit and sigh and drink in the scene in front of you. I wanted to run my fingers over every square inch of those mountains, memorizing them, and aching in my chest to run, to find a quiet place to sit and just be. I was in the SUV en route to Montana. I was staring out the window, just watching as the buildings became fewer and fewer, as the plains and fields became more and more prevalent. The mountains were cresting the horizon, and I just stared. I was in a state of being and not being, simultaneously awake and sleeping. I was dazed by the beauty of the passing lakes and golden fields, of the cows and buffalo that started to spring up, of this land I had no idea existed. I was sitting on an open-air trailer with about 20 other kids and adults taking a ride back to the Sundance Lodge. We were eating dust from the truck's wheels, but I didn't mind. I was too enamored by the mountains around us. Heart Butte and Feather Woman were taking center stage with Major Steel backing them up. I was enamored enough to be able to tune out the five teenage boys from the other group who were trying their darndest to sing Smash Mouth's All Star, but could not for the life of them sing it on key. <laughs> we were riding with the center pole back to the soon to be built lodge. The center pole is a straight tree with a Y at the top to act as like a nest of sorts for the reach poles. And that's where I was sitting, at the Y. I was resting my hands on the white bark and I had this feeling. It wasn't my usual feeling of touching nature, which is dirtiness. I've been trained since a young age because of my allergies to really not touch much of anything outside because I might have a reaction. But even with the white bark rubbing off on my fingerprints, I still felt clean. And maybe it was just my heartbeat in my fingertips, but I swear as I rested my hands on that tree, it had a pulse. It was the last night. We had made a campfire to roast marshmallows and I couldn't stop staring at the stars. Ursa Major, the, or the Big Dipper, led me to the North Star and all I could do was stare. I was exhausted from a terrible night's sleep the night before. I had been hit in the head multiple times by my tent in 60 mile an hour winds. It just kind of bent down to hit me. Um, <laughs> and I was just like mesmerized by these stars. 
The Milky Way was clear against the dark backdrop and Jupiter and Saturn had made a debut early in the evening. Once I had gotten ready for bed, I stepped out of the teepee to make sure the tent was closed as we hadn't been able to take it down before it got dark. I ran into Kara coming back from the bathroom and I just stopped. Kara, look up, I said. These pinpricks of light pierced through the dark sheet of night and I couldn't tear my eyes away. As we stood in the cold, they turned with the earth, slowly, slowly, and I just wanted to cry. The stars were winking and smiling at us, opening their arms to hug us, to envelop us in their light. Eventually, we made our way back to the teepee, and before I closed my eyes, I saw one more look through the opening in the top. After that, I was out like a light. We met Tom at his house. Tom was one of the elders we had most contact with. We had come to his house to find out what our first project would be, but we ended up talking to him for an hour and a half instead. Between talk of religion, of ancestors and culture and Mother Earth herself, he said something that stuck with me. Everything has life, he said. Everything. A rock, a plant, a bug, an animal. All I could do at the time was nod my head, but as I got to thinking, I couldn't shake the image of God just reaching down, placing their fingerprints on all of us, and then turning to creation itself and holding it in their hands, breathing life into everything they created. Tom told us about a girl who asked, how does a rock have life? After making her promise that she wouldn't be mad at him, he threw a rock at her. He then explained to her that while he might have thrown the rock, the rock was the one to hurt her. The rock hurt her. The rock, which has life. We all do. And as we pulled onto the dirt road to leave the Sundance, I felt this pull at my soul. God reaching down and breathing life back into me. Now I know I'm never alone because everything around me has life. Life that God gave us, and life that we need to protect and cherish. Thank you. Talk about a tough act to follow. (laughs) Um, I'm Stephanie, and going on to this trip, I expected a lot of things that didn't happen. What I didn't expect to happen was being put to the side and unable to join in the ceremonies because of a small unfortunate thing. I didn't expect to be isolated in the cook tent where everyone else could go and enjoy what the Native Americans had to offer. I didn't expect to be in this hot and muggy tent for hours and hours on end. But I also didn't expect to meet some of the most amazing women that I have ever met. There was Floy and Dee and Terry and her daughter Maddie. They all had gone through hardships within the last few years, yet they had pulled through. Dee recently had to become the guardian of her grandson. Floy lost her brother-in-law, her granddaughter, and her nephew. Floy is also Tom's wife. Terry and her daughter had to drive 18 hours to get to where they were because they lived in Minnesota. And all these women, they, they helped me realize that that unfortunate circumstance was actually a gift. It was a blessing in disguise. I didn't 
have to be alone. I wasn't stuck in a tent. I got the opportunity to meet a whole bunch of people that I didn't think I would meet. I got the opportunity to help out and to do something that actually meant something to a whole bunch of people. I got to have a coffee ban on me because I drink too much coffee. <laughs> it's a fact. That ban was lifted on the last day by my pestering, of course, but I wasn't isolated like I thought I would be. I wasn't the outsider looking in. I was part of that community. We don't always have to be cut from the same cloth in order to feel a part of a place. Any one of us can go to, let's say, a Muslim community and share our experiences and have them share their experiences and create friends and memories. We can always go to a poor little hovel down the street and say, here I am to help, here's what I have to offer, and thank you for being here. We don't always have to look at our neighbors and say, wow, I need to be just like them, because we're from the same area and we have the same backstory. None of us have the same backstory. No one here is from the exact same place. And if we can always overcome those differences, we can realize that God made us individual for a reason. We're here to touch and help everyone around us by what we've experienced as opposed to what they've experienced. We are a whole bunch of different patches on a ginormous quilt. And we are one being of life and not small individual people who matter a lot. I mean, of course we matter a lot, but we're part of something bigger. And as Abby found life through nature, I found life through the people that I met. And by getting offered to follow someone on Facebook, which for someone who doesn't have Facebook, it means a lot, especially when you respect the person who asked. And I made connections that I hope will last a lifetime. Thank you. Hi, my name is Camden Hunt, and I am not a heavy sleeper by any means. As I woke up for the fifth or so time in the middle of the night, the only thing that popped into my sunburnt head was, wait a minute, where am I? That feeling of confusion you get when waking up in a place other than your own home was mildly unsettling, but I thought about it. I thought about it a lot. I am in a place where centuries of traditions are made and practiced. I am in a place where friendships are made, strengthened, tested, and strengthened again. I am in a place where despair brings wisdom, not desolation. I am in a place where someone can feel like family to you after only five minutes of conversation. I am in a place where everyone wants nothing more than for everyone else to be okay. I am in a place where I can look up to the sky and see something I will never see again, and in that moment, nothing else matters. As I woke up in the back right seat of that black Ford I had grown familiar with throughout the trip, 
I looked to my left and I looked in front of me and I saw the people I cared dearly for and I realized I was home. I had been the whole time. In the words of Tom, the elder who gifted us with his seemingly infinite well of knowledge, we know where the man upstairs is. We know where the man downstairs is. Where are you? I encourage you right now to look around. Who is sitting by you? Why are they there? What else do you see? How did the things that are here get there? Why are they here? Who put them there? And most importantly, how do you fit into it all? It can be quite the question at first, I know, but envision this. You're called onto a stage to do a reading of a two-person scene from a play that you haven't seen. You don't know the story, you don't know the characters, you don't know the line, and the director hands out only one script to the other person. You will have to improvise all of your lines. The other actor knows the premise, knows the story, but they still need you to make the scene work. The person who knows what happens is trying to signal everything to you without straying from the script. Will you attempt to discover your role in the story and perform it at the same time? And together, you make a story. This is exactly how I felt being dropped into a new culture and to become a part of it. It is endlessly fascinating to me to see the imaginary gears turning and to see it all come together. Every person, every log, every branch, every animal, every meal, every conversation, all have their own God-given purposes. And to find your role in that all is amazing, or what I would even call beautiful. The other actor can be many different people. They could be a mentor, a friend, a family member, a coworker, etc. But in the grand scheme of things, God is that other actor. And as we, as time goes on, we are finding our role in this place we call home. Thank you. I invite you to rise as you're able.
Let us confess our faith. I believe, I believe in, in God, God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's Holy Son, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for the experience our young people had and our, their connection to us, for all people everywhere according to their need. God, our Creator, we thank you for hard work and play, for friends to treasure and foes to appreciate, for the people next to and around us. We pray for wills as strong as trees, hearts as light as the sun, for life lived to the fullest and love abounding. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Sustaining Spirit, we pray for the people of the Blackfeet tribe, and we thank you for the wonderful views, the dancers at the Sundance, for Tom, one of the tribal elders who shared his wisdom about life all around us. We pray for those preserving the traditions of their ancestors to succeed in their conservation attempts and reestablish their lost heritage. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Christ, our Redeemer, thank you for safe travels and the opportunity to serve with the Blackfeet tribe this year. We pray for the people of Heartview, especially those who have lost loved ones. We pray for the sick and injured there, and name those hurting in our community as well. Keep them safe and bring your healing. Lord, in your mercy. Our prayers. Lord God, we do indeed pray for your healing again for our nation, and especially those communities who have experienced unspeakable violence. And yet we must speak out. We must speak in your name. We must speak of your connection and of your love for all people. We must speak of your redemption. We pray that your Holy Spirit of healing would be upon us and upon those places, that those who have lost so much would be healed by your grace. Help us as a nation to seek peace and bring an end to violence. Lord, in your mercy. Loving God, we pray for many who are in need of your healing and care. We pray for Clara Barr, hospitalized in, at Harrison. We pray. For Sylvia Byron as she anticipates surgery and Marilyn running as she undergoes tests. We pray for Randy Fossum as he recovers from a broken leg. For Sue Bernhardt as she recovers from valve replacement. Melanie Cameron, John Ackenhusen, Carol Maddox and Jewel Linder. And also Haley who are recovering from surgery. We pray for Deb Marsh's aunt as she is fighting an infection and for her sister and grandmother as well. We also lift up those who are facing cancer for Jewel and Priscilla, Elizabeth, Linda, Tim, Angela, Gary, Dave, Gail, Jim, Ron, Kathy, and Carol. God, we lift before you as well our deployed military and their families here at home. We lift up before you Rebecca and Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, David, and so many others. And for all, for all those for whom we continue to pray, we ask your blessing, your healing, and your grace. Lord, in your mercy. God, thank you for a beautiful week at Vacation Bible School and for the blessing that those kids are to us and that we get to be to them. Lord, in your mercy. For whom else and what else do the people of God pray this day?
Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your creative and redeeming power that you have shown us through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. We share the peace. Yes. <laughs> As you're sharing signs of peace, I invite you to pass along the thing I can't find. It's the friendship booklet there that tells us of your presence here with us in worship. There it is. Thank you, Abby. Always has my back. Um, but also, if you're a guest of ours today, that's a great place to note uh, some more information. It might be an email address or it might be a physical address. We can simply just send you a letter of thanks for being with us today um, and make that connection. As you know, the connections are very important to us here. Uh, also, uh, your beacons there, ministry cards there, those are ways to hear about, engage in uh, ministries here, share prayer concerns, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, I do want to highlight a few things from that beacon. Um, first of all, the men's retreat is coming up very soon, in just a couple of weeks. Um, can't believe it's happening so fast, but, so please go online, sign up for that. If you're having trouble with anything online, call the office, Bruce can walk you through that. Um, there's going to be on Saturday, fishing, hiking, reading, relaxing, possibly a golf group, depending on who wants to go. Um, we're cooking our own meals, so, you know, roo, 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 with smoke and fire and meat and stuff like that. So, we're good for a nice Bernays sauce as well, so it's all good. But don't miss that, guys. It's really a great time for us to bond and be in, in, in prayer and, and Bible study. Um, Pastor Bill wanted me to say, no pressure or putting you on the spot Bible study specifically. So, there we go. All right, community barbecue is also coming up on the 14th. That's a big night for us to connect with our community. Second annual, it was huge last year. So become involved in that. There's a special need right now in the kitchen. We have somebody in charge. Sue Starks will be in charge of that. She's wonderful at running that place. She's done it before. But we need help with servers, dishwashers, and food prep, that kind of thing. Just helpers, all right? So if you can go to into a kitchen without you know, causing a laceration to your hand, you're in, okay? That's the job requirement. And then All Church Camp, that's a great ministry of our whole community. We own this camp together with other churches, and all these kids, third to eighth grade, are there um, coming in this day. We have several people who are helping out there, but there's, um, there's, a, there's a kind of a final lunch on Thursday, this Thursday, a leftover lunch, and there are a couple of shifts there to help out with the, kind of the getting that kitchen back in shape. There's a shift from 12 to 2 and one from two to four. And Kristen Langeth and Carissa Rabadou are gonna be out there. 
Uh, they are great bosses, okay? They will tell you what to do right now. Okay, and so just two hours to give of your time. It will really help them after an exhausting and meaningful week of camp to, to get that cleaned up. All right. We said at the first service, we said goodbye and a blessing to the Goldricks. Um, if you know them, they're going to be moving to uh, uh, Arizona, and this was their last Sunday with us, but they said they'll visit, especially in the summer, uh, from Arizona, for sure. All right, want to welcome those who may be guests of ours today. Um, you can't be a visitor at worship. You're fully engaged. You're part of it. You're not a spectator, you know, a witness. You're, you're here. You're part of this family, whether you're here for the first time or for a long time. So want to welcome you if you'd like to introduce yourself or be introduced. So anybody we can welcome? Yeah, please. Yeah. Well, welcome to both of you. All right. Others we can welcome today. Please. We have a Trader Joe's. Come on now. <laughs> well, welcome to you. Welcome to you, Alva. Yeah, glad to have you here. All right. Others we can welcome today. All right. Oh, yeah. Sorry, about the barbecue, too. We're also in need of school supply donations. Oh, great. Thank you. And we've only got one more Sunday before the barbecue. Yeah, one more Sunday before the barbecue. We're in need of school supply donations as well. So check those sales. Some folks are really awesome at, at finding those notebooks for 18 cents or whatever sometimes, or just go out and get school supplies, bring them in. Um, there's a list, I think, as well in your beacon. All right. With that, then, we continue our worship with pledges and offerings.
pray. God of mercy and grace, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right. It is our duty. It is our joy. It is an opportunity and a blessing that we should at all times and in all places, inside and out, give thanks and praise to you, Almighty God and Father, our Creator and Redeemer, who th through Jesus Christ is our shepherd and has saved your flock, blessed us and named us, claimed us as your own. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending song. In the night when our Lord was betrayed, the night when not only Peter denied him, not only Judas betrayed him, but all of his disciples ran away. The night before he was to hang disgraced on a tree, he gave this gift. He looked at his disciples as he blessed the bread and he said, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, in that same supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this covenant is the new cup in my blood given, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin, for the renewing and of all things, for your wholeness. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord God, let your Holy Spirit flow in and through this meal and through us that we may know your true presence with us and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God's gifts are ready for God's people. Uh, you will receive uh, the bread, or if you prefer, just indicate to your server that you need a gluten-free wafer, and then you can take that and dip it in either the first cup, the red liquid is wine, or the second cup, the kind of clear liquid is white grape juice. I invite you to be seated and come forward as you're invited.
Sorry, I invite you to rise as you're able. And may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. God of abundance, with his bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you in favor and give you peace. Amen.